Holy One, when this is over, may we never again take for granted a handshake with a stranger, full shelves at the store, conversations with our neighbors, a crowded marketplace, children laughing, dinners out, the taste of communion, a routine appointment, coffee with a friend, a hug, each deep breath, voices singing in unison, life itself. When this ends, and it will end, may we find that we have become more like the people we wanted to be, we were called to be, we hoped to be, and may we stay that way, better for one another. Good morning, Stone Village. Happy Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you. And let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to hear your word through the scripture of this day. Confront us with your claim upon our lives. Clarify the choices we must make if our lives are to have meaning and purpose. Help us to respond to the one who came as the bread of life, so that we may know life at its fullest and at its very best. In Christ we pray. Amen. The reading today is from Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 32. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed the crowd, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but by this time the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. Early in the morning, he came walking towards them on the lake. But when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. <laughs> Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I was younger, a wee lad, I was afraid of the dark. And I realize that isn't a unique fear. Most children are afraid of the dark. And like most children, I slept with a nightlight, as well as clear instruction that my bedroom door must always, always remain open. What was unique about my fear of the dark was hallways and unlit rooms. I wouldn't walk down a hallway that was darkened, nor would I walk past a darkened room. I believed someone or something was was waiting to grab me. <laughs> True story. I've since 
outgrown my fear of darkened hallways and, and unlit rooms, but I have an outgrown fear itself. My fear has simply changed with age. And I suspect that that is true for all of us. I also suspect that we share a few universal fears. We fear our own death and the deaths of our loved ones. We fear the loss of health, security, success, and reputation. We fear failure in what others may think of us. We fear being out of control and powerless. We fear the unknown, what will happen, and what might not happen. We fear others, those who look, act, and believe differently than us. We fear not being enough. The list goes on and on. And I'm certain that each one of you could add to the list. I wonder, what would you add to the list? What do you fear that, that I have not named? I've come to believe that fear is the primary driver and controller of our lives. I've experienced that in my own life, and I've seen it in the lives of others. I've seen how it can take hold of us, distort our vision, and cripple our lives. Fear has so much control over us that it often determines the choices we make, the words that we speak, and the actions that we take. Look at the events of the world today and you'll see fear. Read the headlines or, or watch the news. Almost all of it is born from a place of fear. Listen to the voices in your head and you'll hear fear. It's the voice that is typically the, the loudest and most talkative. Study the scriptures and you'll discover that the most common thing God tells God's people is to not be afraid. And yet, most of us are. We are always afraid. Like the disciples in today's gospel, we know fear well. We've sat in and rode the same boat. We've been tossed about by the storms of life. We've imagined apparitions lingering in the darkness. We found ourselves alone, far from land in a safe harbor, crying out to be rescued. And more often than not, we cry out to God to be rescued from the circumstances of which we are afraid. Desperate to escape the storm and the darkness, to be relocated somewhere else, any place else that is safe calm and comfortable. And you know what? That isn't ever going to happen. <laughs> ever. <laughs> that is not Jesus' way. He did not take the disciples out of the storm, and he's not taking you out of the storm either. That's a true story. However, like he did with the disciples, He'll enter into the storm 
the darkness, the fear of your life, and meet you there. I've always found it curious, perhaps confounding, that as Christians, we often look for Jesus outside the circumstances of our lives. We so easily believe that the solution to our dire circumstances, those raging storms and moments of darkness and fear, come only from, from outside the circumstances themselves. Yet that's the exact opposite of what's, what's told to us in today's gospel. Jesus came to the disciples walking on water, through the wind, and in the darkness. His presence was not found outside the storm, but in the eye of the storm. So why do we not also look for him in that place, in the place of our fears? Oftentimes, I think we miss what's really happening in today's lesson because we're so focused on gravity-defying, water-walking Jesus, that the real miracle is, is lost on us. And the real miracle, I believe, is that Jesus enters into the storms of our lives. Oftentimes, when the wave swells and threatens to capsize our boat, and the darkness is absolute, we forget a fundamental truth. Jesus is Emmanuel. He is God with us, which means he is ever present with and for us all the days of our life, even in the direst of circumstances. Of course, the disciples could not recognize this, and we often forget it too. It's a ghost, they screamed in terror. It's the only thing that made sense. People don't walk on water. It had to be a ghost. What else could it be? That is the power of fear to distract, dece deceive, and distort. Further, logically speaking, it makes no sense to think that the very elements that threaten our lives are the same elements from which new life comes. Yet isn't that the way of the cross? Isn't that the story of, of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection? Isn't that the good news we so desperately want and need to hear? Isn't that what happened in today's gospel? The very elements that threatened to destroy the disciples became the environment in which they recognized Jesus as the Son of God. What they first perceived as certain death, they now recognize as new hope and new possibility. I wonder, what would it mean for you, your life, if you took seriously the promise of Jesus' life, God with us. And further his words, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. What fear would you vanquish? What would you overcome? What would you accomplish? 
Who would you become on the other side of your fear? What would you have the courage to leave behind? Every time we cry out in fear, Jesus comes to us saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. That's the invitation to surrender our lives to God in the midst of our storms and our fears. How hard is it to hear and heed those words when the waves are breaking, the wind is howling, and the darkness has enveloped you? Hard. It's real hard. I suspect, though, and know personally, it's even harder to try to survive the storm alone. Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for all of you. And I hope this day that you will bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God so that those to whom love is a stranger, they will find in you a generous and a loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. Um, so, announcements. Uh, I want to encourage all of you to uh, sign up for life groups. Um, as an opportunity to help others carry the weight of um, life at this time, as well as uh, to give others the opportunity to help you carry the weight in your life at this time. Also, um, as a reminder, um, two weeks from today is the All Church Brunch and the Blessing of the Animals. And I am uh, announcing the Blessing of the Animals because I will not be um, delivering a sermon for next week. I am uh, I'm taking the weekend off for my birthday. So, uh, I love you stoners. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Josiah wants to say hi to you, but that's not going to happen. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.